What's up, Kendrick Lovers? Welcome to another episode of the Fan Game Podcast, Prodigal San Diego by Night, Chapter 3, Episodes 8. I'm your storyteller, Daryl. I use he, him pronouns, and we have another one-on-one session tonight with our one singular kindred. So before we get into the recap, I'm going to toss it over to Jess. Tell us who you are and who you are playing and how they're Hi. feeling. How they're feeling. Oh, God. I'm Jess. My pronouns are they, them, theirs, and I play Jay, whose pronouns are she, her, hers, and who? What a shit brick Jay shat last time. That was a lot. Uh, <laughs> stress, anxiety, uh, superiority, maybe I, a little I just, bit. I just love the instant stress of, hey, another person that's like me instantly. <laughs> just instant stress. But going into that, uh, things that happened last episode. For one, Bran, or Ash rather, had a very uh, in-depth one-on-one conversation with someone who was not in-depth, but was in-depth. See what I did there? Uh, had a conversation with a corpse. I had the, the opportunity to voice said corpse <laughs> with what I was hoping which was basically just me trying to figure out what Ash's own psyche would say to him. Always fun to delve into the mind of the Malkavian, uh, which ultimately ended with Ash asking the question, is he going to continue to chase after uh, Gabrielle, the person who he claims to love, or is the more pressing matter, the current quote-unquote prince, also... Jay's sire. He ultimately stated Veronica had to go. Did not say whether or not it was for Jay or maybe it was just his own shenanigans. We don't know. It's in the mind of a Malkavian. Who can know the whims? I mean, we've met six. Uh, Who knows? (laughs) Also, on the flip side of that, Talia and Jay did housekeeping on the business that they started way back when in chapter one because I thought I'd throw a curveball and ask, hey, when's the last time you checked in on this freaking LLC you built up that has <laughs> funk that is a functioning business with a lot of foot traffic. Uh it was pointed out to them that there had been some repeat business on the uh pickup side of what is it called? Vital Life? Yes, of Vitalife. Some return customers picking up some Vitae. There was a discernible pattern. And it raised some flags for Jay and Talia to check it out. Because a pattern of that magnitude, picking up what they're picking up, can bring unwanted eyes. And when they actually visited Vitalife for the first time, what I'm assuming is eight months uh (laughs) haven't been back since it opened they're just like cool i'm out (laughs) no 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 talia regularly goes there because talia is a doctor hey elias does a fantastic job therefore jay doesn't have to check in that often as you say uh you then met xavier and Myra 
Xavier, who was the biggest fan of Jay, could not stop singing her praises as he himself is a caitiff. And it seems like, unlike Jay, who had the opportunity to be educated before she was turned, and even after finding becoming a caitiff, having someone take over their quote-unquote parentage as a sire, he was simply turned and burned. He was just abandoned and has figured it out for the past uh, handful of months. It's been less than a year for him. And Myra, who is a thin blood, remained very quiet up until she stated that you had managed to infiltrate uh, the Camarilla, as it were. Or, who knows, she just used the word infiltrate. That can mean a myriad of things. Infiltrated greater kindred society. Who knows? You're rubbing shoulders with people who don't normally enjoy caitiffs. But that is also where we ended that session which brings us to tonight first of all before i have you roll a rouse check Ooh. i want to ask you this are you still staying with Tal- or no you moved back into the to the pembroke so yes. that question's that that so x that part of my questioning out because i keep forgetting that you don't have you no longer have a secret haven as it were, but because the Pembroke is vampire owned, it is technically secret. So, blah, 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 blah. semantics. It'll be semantics. So, go ahead and roll me a rouse check, please. Okay, I will say um, that I failed. <laughs> um, on a rouse check, does it matter if the skull pops up? No, on a rouse check, no. It's either pass or fail. Excellent. Um, I will say, like, we're nearly. We're, we're, we're well over 60 sessions in, still asking. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, okay, so insurance, you know, would have come through and, you know, Jay would probably be searching for a new apartment. Like Not like a super big priority because, you know, I can go to the hotel, I can go to Talia's, but it would be nice to have a place of my own. Um, yes. So Tell me what type, that... uh, how, because, uh, that was not a cheap, that was not a cheap apartment. And it was, it was the type of apartment that you did not, I'm going to assume you weren't paying rent. Like you owned that space in the building. So this wasn't renter's insurance. This was full blown homeowner's insurance. Something and... that Jess knows nothing about, but Jay is just on it, you know? Given... Given, I would say, the high-end nature of said apartment, the locale being on the West Coast, um, multiple bedrooms, was it multiple bathrooms as well? Uh, I would say, and insurance, and this is just me vamping as I remember all the things that were covered on renter's insurance, which I'm assuming is the exact same for homeowners, but just at a higher scale to replace uh, uh, all things of value inside the home as well as the home itself and to to assist with repairs and such of nature, but being that this is a condom that was a condo, a condo that was owned (laughs) 
<laughs> a condo that was owned. Um, you know, just a magnum condo. Uh, <laughs> let me take a sip of the of the tea on that one. Good God, misspeaking. Um, I would say feasibly what I'm trying to price it out. I would say that you probably would not just Jay would not live in a place that was less than 500,000 to buy a condo. I say, I say this, I say this because I, on my own time, I get Redfin in real life, read those Redfin emails. And one of the things that pops up are mostly LA based condos and the low, I was just looking at one, the lowest, the lowest one that looked okay was about 500, 500,000 to own, which yes, you're from the Midwest. That's a, that's like two houses. That's probably two houses out here. Doug, I, I weep looking at house prices. Um, so it's downtown. Uh, yep. It's a downtown location. Much smaller than I have described goes for like 1 million. <laughs> So it's probably like a two million dollar oh, condo, okay. especially since it's hey. up at the top. And like I um, said, and like I said, this—I mean, if you own it, you could either be paying a mortgage off on it, or you bought it full force through various means of sugar baby tree. Sugar baby tree. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would say that that thing was paid off. Um, I, again, have no idea how homeowner's insurance works, but I would say... I'm not going to look it up now, but we're going to say that whatever you you would have... In, I would think you would have it insured for, at minimum, the amount you paid for it. Uh, maybe a bit more because of any personal effects that would have been destroyed. So we'll, say, we'll just say we'll throw on an extra... We'll, we'll make it a 2.5 2.5 million you would have gotten back in insurance which okay. which for buying a home out on that side it's not that's not it's not a lot if you were getting a house before a condo that's probably good that's a good price range so you could have feasibly found something you could feasibly find something within the city if you want to go another apartment at least um I would say in Jay's mind um this <laughs> the smartest place to go would be to be around the stadium again because who's gonna suspect that i get another home where my last home was just blown up uh and so i'm not so gonna make you go you, through a shopping you, are, episode are you gonna go to the exact same building the exact same building no but i am going to go to a nearby building um it's a good view you know it's nice um, different, and, la different layout. Yeah, um, slightly different layout. Customizable. Still can. Are you, you know, are you doing floor to ceiling windows? Are you are you are you trying to go for more kindred friendly versus more J chic? Um, I'm gonna meet in the middle. I think you know you never know who's gonna come over, mm -hmm. who's gonna try to blow up my place. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so I would just get something 
that has the security, you know, that goes, the elevator goes from the ground floor all the way up and you need a passcode. How Gabrielle got my passcode is beyond me, but whatever. Um, yeah, just find a nice little place, get some furniture shipped in. I'm assuming and when you go that you don't order all of your stuff, you order from different places and do you pay cash so there's no uh, literal paper trail? No Ooh. card activity for people to find? I'm saying this as your <laughs> as your common sense to because someone did manage to track down where you live and plant things inside of it, you might want to be a bit more careful with how you order things. Probably go to probably meet in person uh, as much or at least phone calls, offer cash upon delivery, that type of deal. So there's less of a card read uh, type of deal so no one can track you that way. You know what? I'm not going to fight you on this one. It's done. Yeah, I'm trying to help you out. I'm trying to help you out <laughs> here because if you had just said, no, I do this, I'm like, all right, bet. That has been me as a storyteller the entire time. You sure about that? No, yeah, yeah, I do. I do it this way. All right. Um, because this is a condo, it's and it's our. It's not like you're having a home build. It doesn't take too long, especially with your powers of persuasion. And if you want to, uh, even your use of dominate, in case someone's like, "Oh no, I had this on back order." I feel. Of all things, this might be a thing that Jay might use dominate powers on, if it if it came to that. But I'm just gonna I'm gonna let it go. As far as you've got the insurance money, you can pay for it. Uh, you you and it's not like you're saying I can put this much down. You're saying I'm going to buy this. So they're willing. They're willing. My uncle is currently a real estate. Uh, is a, does real estate so let me tell you if they say no i'm going to buy this full force whoever had it on back channel they got kicked out because you had all the money so you're there Hell yeah. uh, your furniture all your furniture arrives your your dark purple drapes is what i'm assuming uh your wraparound couches your very large tv uh good amount of clothing and shoes that you probably you honestly when your stuff got blown up you I feel like Jay would have said I needed a new wardrobe anyway yeah yes. it's not my pink era but I am gonna add just a little bit of pink to it mm-hmm mm-hmm mm -hmm. yeah pink pink is known to uh hide those blood stains well black and purple baby hey. um but now we're going now we're gonna because time is weird we're going to say that you recently woken up in your new home uh would you like to have woken up in your new home where you made this rouse check or would you prefer to make the rouse check at the pembroke how comfortable are you going to and fro if uh, i mean they're pretty close together so Yes, because the Pembroke is truly a safe haven because of who runs it, whereas the other one is truly your haven. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's mostly what I mean. Because one is your own, one is not your own. Is what True. I get. What I'm getting at. Okay. Do you want to spend the night in a place of your own, or do you want to spend the night in a place where you know is safe, but 
could also at any point in time, much like before, be in with someone saying, hey, you gotta go now because you pissed me off. Yeah, um, I would probably be in my new, um, my new condo, just like setting it up and making it feel homey. Okay. Tell me, does, is Jay the type, and we'll say that, uh, you're setting it up as soon as you wake up, uh, from your sleep so sun's gone down you make your rouse check you fail that uh your your beast rouses a bit just say look how tacky this fucking condo is jay oh my god purple drapes again really shut the fuck up you're never gonna get laid here you're never gonna get laid here i'm never gonna get laid here anyway it doesn't matter i'm going to get laid at their house Probably Travi. You know what? You know what? You deserve Travi. You know what? When he's not talking, everything is fine. Yeah, but is he not talking? Why am I talking to you? Shut the fuck up. Because I am you. Or am I? (laughs) Feed me, and I'll go away for a little bit. I'm just going to, like, tidy a stack of, like, papers or boxes or something and pointedly ignore myself, which feels very weird to say out loud. It's literally just, if Freud has had a field day, someone read Freud and then made this game and was just like, ooh, it's all true. (laughs) Um... Is Jay the type to leave their phone on vibrate or to have the ringer on while you're cleaning? Or do you have music going through Bluetooth and you would just hear it anyway? Uh, I would say that Jay is actually the type to have her phone completely on silent, like no vibrate, no notifications. Like if I want to check Instagram and see what's happening, I have to go to Instagram. Mm, Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so it's not coming through the Bluetooth that's playing Glass Animals right now. <laughs> nice that you have an actual, actual idea of what it will be planned. Is this your? Is this your? Uh, did you make a? I gotta do a place mix and I gotta make it mine, and that's what's on there. No, I think that Jay just like has a playlist that she's like constantly adding to. Um, that is so many different genres, but she's not the type of person to like go and make a different playlist for each of her different moods. She'll just queue up the songs that she wants to listen to in that particular time. Uh, so because your phone is on vibrate, make me a wit and awareness. Min- uh, we'll make it a difficulty of two just to notice that your phone is ringing on silent right now. Not an insignificant number of dice. Um, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, you you don't even turn around. You are uh, stacking up papers and uh, placing drapes and you catch the reflection of your phone in the window behind you like it's some real I check every reflective surface to see who's behind me type deal You and you catch yourself for a moment because you realize I didn't used to be that careful I didn't used to always check check the reflection to see if someone was behind me 
and you you pat yourself in your back a little bit because hey, I'm I'm getting a little bit better. I'm learning. Hey, I'm learning here. Uh, but your phone is ringing over there, and yeah, your phone is ringing over there. Um, <laughs> and it is it is. Uh, tell me, did you save the number that Niles gave you? Yes. You did. Yes. Okay. Did it just say Niles, or was it like Niles question mark? I'm interested to know how you saved his number. What did you um, put him under? Is it actually a name, or did you put it like uh, <laughs> Shadow Boy or something like that? Uh, let me see. Like, is there a smoke emoji? Yeah, I would have just done like a couple smoke emojis, I think. And it, yeah, not a bat, just smoke. You look in the reflection, you walk over to the phone, and you just see a bunch of smoke emojis popping up. Wait a moment. And pick up and say, Hey. Is this Jay? It's a a female female voice uh, answers. Speaking. Hello, Jay. I am uh, a retainer of a mutual friend of ours, uh, Mr. Monroe. My name is, you can call me Cat. He is requesting the pleasure of your company this evening. Apparently he has, he has a job to do and he would very much enjoy it if you would join him. May I ask what type of job? What's the occasion? He's assisting with someone coming over from the border. Just helping with transference. Uh, apparently he, and I do say this very rarely, he enjoys you. It's very rare that he does jobs with people. Um, if anyone was in my apartment, he would see me like shimmy my shoulders a little bit. Um, and Kat might hear like the corners of my lips curling up just because when I smile, I, my mouth makes noises and uh-huh. they're pretty loud. Because it's um, filled with macaroni and cheese. Shut the fuck up. I already ate my macaroni and cheese. I'm not macaroni and cheese mouth anymore. It's, it's canon. Damn. <laughs> um... Will he be picking me up, or should I meet him somewhere? He could pick you up, or we could have a car brought to you, or he can give you a location. In any case, I believe you will be going to the airport. Should I pack a bag? Do you want to pack a bag? I don't foresee this taking multiple, multiple days, but you never know what happens when you're out in the world. But might I recommend that you wear something, at least for the evening, something you don't mind getting into a fight in, just in case, just in case I can hear your silence. I tell your silence is a bit of nervousness, but... Mr. Monroe has a tendency to deal with the more seedier sides of things in your world. And he likes to cover all bases. 
and he wouldn't want you to ruin one of your lovely little outfits. His words, not mine. Love the instant replay. Thanks, Kat. Um, I'll meet at the location. San Diego Airport. Terminal? No, you'll be taking a helicopter. So fancy. If you wish, you we'll let we'll let them know that you're coming, so you'll be shown the way. Thank you. Lovely to make your acquaintance, Kat. Have a good evening. You too. And don't let them scare you. And then, yeah, the cheap she hung up as soon as he said it, don't let them scare you. Alright, because I'm sure the people at home are wondering, and I know you're probably thinking of it right now. What are you wearing? Um, I am wearing just a very simple black track suit. Actually, you know what? On the bottom, it's uh track pants, and then on the top, probably just like a mesh sports bra, black. Uh hair. Double braids. No makeup. Overnight bag packed, just in case. Are you sure you don't want to wear a jacket with the with the bra? Why would I wear a jacket with the bra? Just wondering. I'm not going to tell you what's happening. Uh, just well, I wondering. mean, it's an overnight bag, so I guess I'm putting a jacket into my overnight bag now, Daryl. Damn. I'm just asking. Okay. It's also black. Mesh. Cheetah print. And here's... Here's something I'm going to say above board with the no makeup. I get that Jay was turned on a very good skin day. But you are still a walking corpse. And you are of the fairer skinned people. So... Certain things are a bit more apparent when people get close to you, which is why makeup is a good is a good thing to have on, just in case. Okay, how it, about, it, how about it, this? It, yes. My common sense. I will make myself look alive. You're going to... Okay, so you're roll me another rouse check to do Blush of Life. Oh, no, no, no. I meant, like, with makeup. Okay, gotcha. Sorry. Gotcha. Uh, so I'm going to, like, make myself look like I'm alive, but, like, a, a dude would be like, oh, she's not wearing makeup. Wow, natural beauty. You gotcha. know what I'm saying? Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Cool. Just wondering. It's It, it, it comes up. The closer someone inspects, the more they're like, hey, you don't have a pulse. You're really cold. Why are all these veins apparent? Whereas yes. those of us who get turned with a bit of melanin in our skin don't have that uh, same same problem. Moving on, how do you make your way? Do you get a uh, driver service? Do you get a Uber, a Lyft, uh, an actual Uber? What's a Delta car, a cab? How, or do you drive yourself? Uh, have we established when I bat, like, do the things that I'm carrying, I mean, my phone has traveled with me. So, I'll allow what's in your pockets to change with you. Damn. Okay. So not my bag. Uh, I will 
walk a couple blocks away and then order like a flift or something. She is learning. Jay is learning. <laughs> she is. And I think it's going to be after I eat. You know, find some rando down down the block or two in some alley and say, hey, stop it. Let me nibble those next. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it got worse. It got worse the more you went on. It did. Hey, stop it. <laughs> Let me nibble on those next. I've had a very stressful day. Look, okay. I'm not going to. This is a new. It's a new day. Nothing stressful has happened today. No, Jess has had oh. a stressful day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not. I'm not going to make like a hunting check again with your level of dominate awe and all those things. You can easily track someone to you, pull them away, and easily slake like what you're the one hunger that you have tonight and then send them on their way of course wanting more but you got shit to do yeah maybe next time bucko uh so yeah i would probably wait like another two to three blocks after eating um and then call very good very good uh, you arrive at the San Diego airport. They actually flag the vehicle onto the actual tarmac to a private hangar. Or near a private hangar, I should say, because there is a helipad with a uh, all-black helicopter. And standing in front of it, talking to his uh, to the to the ghoul you've seen him speaking to multiple times, uh, uh, Alex is you see Niles, who for the first time you've seen him is not dressed in a suit. Uh, he is dressed in a leather jacket, a black a black shirt underneath, uh, some uh, black pants and black Timberlands, uh, which his pants are tucked into. And still hanging on the hanging in on the inside of the uh, zipper of his jacket are as what are always with them his black sunglasses, his black aviators. And uh, it does not look like he's admonishing Alex. It honestly looks like they're just having a general conversation with each other, which is a bit odd given how on occasion you felt like Alex was scared of Niles, but also. It's it's Niles, so who who knows? He could threaten you, and his face would not would never change. You heard him laugh, and his face did ne- didn't change, which was very off putting. This is true. Okay, um, I would like to state for the record that my to go bag has uh, my little my little gun uh, and a Your glop, teaser. Yes. Your yes. Glop, yes. Um, a sensible and nonsensible pair of shoes. What is a nonsensical pair of shoes? Like booted heels, heeled boots. Whoops. Look, look, I've seen a lot of action shows where the where like the main femme character is somehow whooping ass in the heeled boots. Or like you, I said, nonsensical. Or are you talking about like actual high heel like actual high heels like 
something you would wear out to the club versus, no, this has a heel on it, but I can easily keep my balance while wearing them. Something that would snap my ankles. Gotcha. Okay, I thought you meant like the thick heel that's barely even, that's on the verge of just being a witch. So, okay, so like the cat, the cat woman boots that only cat woman could actually wear. That's but, but one. no one would recommend doing. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, your rideshare arrives. Niles um, finishes his conversation when he notices you, and just and like pats Alex on the shoulder. And Alex gets behind, gets inside the helicopter, and gets on the uh, on the stick. I almost said behind the wheel, but that's not how helicopters work. Um, and he walks up to the driver to the driver's uh, side window and taps on it. This is before you get out, by the way. Okay. Does the driver roll the window down? Yes, he does. What does Niall say? You did a very good job. Now forget you were ever here. And he slides $500 into his uh, driver's lapel and you and you know that telltale sign of someone glazing over glazing over as you getting as you're getting out and he goes uh-huh. and then he goes and then you hear him say as you're getting out of the car uh there might be some fares up front i think you made the wrong turn on the tarmac but easy mistake uh take some cash for your troubles uh have a good night and drive safely as I'm getting out, I'm going to say, it's okay. I'll just get out here. Um, I can walk. Thank you so much. And then the wind still got that glazed look on his eye as the window rolls back up and he drives away. Jay, are you planning to work out this evening? I was told that we might get into a skirmish. Ah, these are your fighting clothes. Yes. I could work with this. Niles, how are you? Oh, busy. I appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to join me in this little escapade. Escapades are my favorite. I feel like Uh, all of San Diego knows this. I may have heard of Rupert, too. But I also thought this would be an opportunity for me to... You express some want of further tutelage in kindred society. And I thought this would be a good opportunity for it. It also lets me get my get some work done. Two birds, one stone. You do love efficiency. Yes. Uh, and then he walks over to the helicopter and gets your door for you, as always. I'll enter um, and scoot like furthest in. He gets in. Uh, he he assists you with the harness harness for the uh, helicopter. Uh, it's a it's a three point harness, but it's still difficult if you've never done it before. And he makes sure that your bag is secure so it doesn't slide around the back end of this helicopter. Uh, he also puts on the uh, the headset so that you can actually speak to each other over the over the sound of the blades. 
So Niles, what's tonight's adventure? A friend of mine. Well, I wouldn't say friend. That's a horrible. Let's just say someone I know and oh is coming over from Mexico. Ooh, that was a lot of rhymes that I accidentally did. <laughs> and I'm simply helping facilitate his safe passage back into the States. Minor boo, but I prefer to get those out of the way. And hopefully knowing him, he I doubt that he was followed, but things being what they are, he called in a favor from me. Can always ask have a bit of extra security. And I think this will be a great learning opportunity for you. Being security. Meeting who we're picking up. And who we who might we be picking up tonight? I'll allow him to make the introductions himself. It's valid. Don't worry, I'm not leading you into an ambush. I would hope not. My trust has been serious mis- seriously misplaced, if so. I've already given you my word that I would help you with that boon, and I always keep my word. Now would be a terrible time to start backtracking on what I say. As the nights go on, Niles, I am truly, truly considering taking you up on that. Well, when the time comes, you know how to contact me so I can be there very quickly. Honestly, I can't wait. Well, Alex, let's go. And the bird just takes off. Is Alex the one that said that he would like do it within an hour and that I should not time him? Yes. Okay. Thank you. He's, he's the one that was just like, don't time him because he'll always do it in less time than what he says. Okay. Uh, he is also the one that you, that uh, he dropped off the vehicle for uh, Niles to take you and Bianca back to your back to your car. Gotcha. Okay. Um, you get close to the border. You actually get to uh, Mexicali, and there is another private. There's a, it's a private airstrip. Uh, and once you land, you do see there is a what's the closest thing I could uh, oh hangar. That's what they're called. Uh, there is a there is a hangar there with the door. With the doors already ajar. And he simply states to Alex as he's uh, getting the door for you. Make sure to follow the car. But stay high enough that no one notices. 
Alex simply gives a nod. Jay, would you prefer to keep your bag with you or do you want to keep it on the helicopter? I'm going to look at Niles, uh, almost with an inquisitive look, and ask, what would you recommend? Do you have anything important in there that you may need? For security purposes. Um, those will be on my person. And then I'll chuckle at the word person. <laughs> For no reason other than... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Very well. Alex, see to it that her bag is well kept after. Unless anything... Any extenuating circumstances happen where for some reason it flies out of the helicopter. If that happens, I'll happily buy you a new wardrobe. Alex, I just got a new wardrobe. That was Hopefully. that was Niles saying that he'll buy you a new wardrobe. Oh. <laughs> I'll laugh and say I just bought a new wardrobe. Let's hope there are no circumstances that happen. With the favors that I've accrued, I can get you next year's new wardrobe. But be careful about where you want to spend that food. He offers you a ha- he offers you a hand to help you out of the helicopter. I will take it and gracefully descend. Sure you do. Rolls ankle immediately. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, uh, uh. Jay does not have weak ankles like (laughs) me, okay? (laughs) Fuck. Uh, He has you he has you follow him to the uh, hangar that has a vehicle inside of it. Um, And for those at home, one of the several cars that Niles drives is actually, wow, I'm I'm blanking on the car, so let me look it up really quickly. Sorry. Bentley, <laughs> a Lamborghini. It is not. Oh, no. He does not drive anything that takes, like, a chip. He doesn't drive anything that, could pos- that has a possibility of shutting down because he's there. A beat-up Ford truck. A... Old school Jaguar uh, cars. I'm a car guy. Not. Um, I have. Are you? Are you? No. I'm not even a guy. Uh. No, it's a uh, Buick. It's a '81 Buick Regal Turbo, all black per usual. Um, these particular vehicles. This was like one of the few lines of Buick that essentially were like their race car uh, sector because when he, he once again he gets the door for you and th- inside is a six point harness uh, is a six point harness uh, system for strapping you in and it looks like there is a roll cage as well not a large one but it has a roll cage and uh, so many dials for speed I'm going to look at everything and then, like, slowly turn towards Niles with an eyebrow raised. Yes. 
This is a lot. Not really. This is actually how this car came. With a bit of aftermarket care from me. It is so incredibly fun getting to know you. Do you need help? And I say this completely genuinely. He asked, do you need help with that? And he's referring to the to the seatbelts. I look at him with like disbelief, like literally not even knowing what to touch. And I say, yes, he, I do in fact need help. Like an infant, he buckles your seatbelt for you. Uh, uh, Jay is thinking okay now he just needs to like kiss my forehead Um, and with that I cross my hands and I look around he starts the vehicle and it it is very much what you would imagine being inside of a race car would sound like once you turn it on just that like that high pitched line that almost uh, air that almost airplane engine sound that wind up and he shifts it in, he shifts it into gear and you take off at such a high speed like zero like this was zero to 60 and maybe 2.5 seconds I think you audibly hear me go oh, when it starts and then I shut the fuck up and I keep my cool um, and this is very much, and I'm going to make another uh, reference for people at home, very much like uh, Fast and Furious when they brought back Vin uh, Diesel, when they were like transferring, uh, taking the secret roads to get to Mexico type of deal. He's kind of, he doesn't take any actual roads, but where he drives, it looks like this is a well-worn path that vehicles have taken. It looks like any vehicles that did not want to be seen on the road or possibly going to the border, they take this path. Uh, and it seems like he's been here before because he is whipping this thing. Like, it, you're basically in the Fast and the Furious right now. Oh, damn near. <laughs> I am. You swear at one point you hear him go, uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, I would say that I am keeping my composure. I am keeping calm, cool, and collected. Um, just enjoying the ride. It's very enjoyable if you've never been. You, I think you've been technically in a high speed chase, but it wasn't an action. You didn't know what high speed was. You were, yeah, you were in a high speed chase at one. Yeah, point. I was the driver. Yeah. But oh, that was not a fun time. You, yeah, you didn't know what high speed was until now. Like this seems like when you watch a movie and it's a high speed chase, this is it. Even though there's no one chasing you, and he is handling this car with pinpoint precision. He is drift. He's drifting before turns come up, uh, and somehow not flipping the vehicle. Uh, the, he's doing things that could possibly be supernatural, but you don't know because you do have to, you do roll with browse checks to do incredible stuff, but it doesn't seem like he's getting hungry. You don't see the telltale signs of powers being used. It seems like he's just in his element because 
this is a part dude. this is a part of the job that he's good at sometimes you have to run away from a bunch of people with a certain package that can't be found or sometimes you have to run away with a person to make sure that they're not captured but you come eventually to a clearing and he begins to slow the car down um and you can see the very large the you're at what you're at the gate that is the at the border but not the actual border check like it's just a random portion of gate and he looks at you he says be prepared for anything I don't think anything bad is going to happen but I like to stay prepared and if you feel at all nervous keep your eye on the sky and you see far far above the blinking lights of, of of the helicopter and it just kind of does a pass. It, it does a pass over. It looks like it's, and then it kind of dips low, so it's not able to be seen. But you know, with your vampiric hearing, you can still hear it in the distance. You know, it's close by. Um, and he get yes, and he gets out and just leans against the hood of the car, crosses his arms, and just stares off into the distance. When Niall says, um, be ready for anything, um, I just say, understood. Um, and then I go stand by him and look around. Um, Jay has a billion questions that she, like, wants to ask, Mm -hmm. but also she doesn't want to, like, make them unalert. So she's going to save them. He's going to make a wits and insight really quickly on you. Okay. Uh, are you trying to hide at all? Do, or do you do that thing of like, you go to ask and you stop yourself? I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm hiding it, but I also like I'm not I'm not asking. Like I'm just looking around. I don't know. I don't know if Niles like would know me well enough to know that I like never shut the fuck up. I think he I but even with what with what he just rolled, it's not a matter of like if he knows you well enough to know that. I think he can tell something's burning in your mind, though. That he can tell because why wouldn't you have questions? He summoned you in the middle of the night to get on a helicopter to go to the border of California and Mexico while taking back channels and driving an incredibly fast car. Because also, why didn't you just ride the helicopter to this point? Also, why was there even a helicopter involved? Yes. Um, if he catches my eyes and like motions on for questions like i will ask while his arms are crossed he does do the go on gesture with his hand okay so first of all i was going to not ask but obviously now is an okay time um this is a lot how important is this person 
your friend, not friend acquaintance. Important is a matter of perspective, Jay. I owed a boon. He called in the boon. And now here we are. But I prefer to not easily be tailed. Hence, multiple means of transportation. And also, landing a helicopter this close to the border can bring certain federal agents upon us. I did take certain back shadows, but helicopters are incredibly loud once they land. That's a backup to the backup. Hmm. Okay. Um, where did you learn to drive like that? <laughs> Time. Necessity. War. And did he say wars? Yes, he said wars. Next question. When will you be teaching me how to drive like that? The next time I have, I find myself with enough time and the next time you find yourself curious enough to want to. Color me curious right now. Now's not the time, Jay. Obviously. But the curiosity is not going to go away. I'm sure Kat could arrange something in my schedule. I will smile at that. Why have you taken an interest in me? You're interesting. A cater in the Camarilla. Keeper of Elysium. Secretly hating her, sire. Well, that actually is par for the course with, when it comes to children and their sires. Vague plots to destroy your sire. And yet, you haven't pulled the trigger. Not with me, nor with anything else. You also took it upon yourself to hunt down the second inquisition with very little information had one single friend in tow. Sounds pretty par for the course, wouldn't you say? No, chuckle. With someone much younger, yes, I'm sure. He's referring to you as someone much younger. Yes, took me a second just to realize that. What? I would not. I won't lie to you, Jay. The people you're associated with are also interesting to me as well. Salama Freeman, your sire, Victoria, the people you know in court. Is it Victoria? It's what? What are you laughing at? It's Veronica. Veronica? Victoria was a goblin. My bad. (laughs) Your sire, Veronica. You find yourself in the middle of so many powerful people vying to keep you around or simply vying to not have you be seen. And yet you keep finding yourself in the middle of so many things. 
accidentally stepping on the toes of the circulatory system. That You'll was, see me scrunch up to my big, face a little bit. That was a big one. They were very upset about the wall. Are they still upset? If they were still upset, it wouldn't have ended with me delivering a message. It would have ended with me delivering your head. And I am very thankful to have my head. That you could actually st- you could actually thank your sire for. She went to bat for you on that occasion. You'll see me curl up my lip a little. Yes, it's always a tangled weave with our sires, isn't it? Niles, are we close enough for me to ask any personal information about you? Feel free to ask, but I also have the freedom not to answer. But I will not be upset at your questions, no. How long have you been a kindred? I was born in the year 1805. I was turned in 1835. And for my reference, when was Cell? Or do I know that? Cell was born, Cell was turned in 1656. Okay. Before, before there was a United States. It was okay. still it was still thirteen colonies when Cell was turned. Hell, I don't even know. No, actually, I don't even think it was Cell was turned before uh, George Washington or any of that stuff happened. So it wasn't even fully thirteen colonies. It was just a random smattering. It was damn near uh, damn near Mayflower uh, Columbus times when Cell was was turned. Damn near, not not exact. I believe Columbus was like in the 1400s, but 200 years, whatever. <laughs> Time is a weird soup. Yes. Um. And were you turned willingly? I was given a choice. Yes. Be turned or die. The Lissambra work in that way. In that, if I didn't say yes, they were going to kill me. Though I'm sure, that, but at the time, they made it seem as though my life was in danger in other ways. But, say la me. Were you turned willingly? That's a fun question. Always is. Though I do find that the Ventru are a bit more willing to share information before they make their choice, as their choices can affect all the Ventru. Whereas the Lissambra, they just want someone strong.
better than the gag grill at the Brujas. Choice of siren, which is, I see someone, I turn them and I walk away. But, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. I did have a choice. There was just a lot that I didn't know that I wish I would have. And that's how they always get you. Sneaky bitch. They show you all the politics, all the extravagance, the courts, the <laughs> the romance of it all. But they never show you that that romance is also a big... What's the show? There was romance in it as well. Game of Thrones. But they make it seem like it's a... Uh, they make it seem like it's some or the other high court drama, but it's actually deadly court drama. Ain't that the truth? Part of the reason when the time came, I just kept doing what I had already been doing in life, but for Kindred. Kept to myself and eventually gathered enough booms that people were so afraid of me that none would dare cross me at the time came for fear of what shit I'd call in. You did this in life as well? Fixing problems, doing favors, yes. Although then it was a lot more it was a bit more secretive than it is now, being that it was the 1830s and I look like me. It takes Jay a second to understand what he's saying, um, but she nods in agreement. <clears throat> I cleared my throat, but I don't think that Jay can clear her throat. There's can, nothing th to you clear. Can make, you can make the psychosomatic noise. Like, it's, it's inadvertent. Even though there isn't anything to clear, you just kind of do, go through the motions of making the muscle contract and do it. I think then as like a not necessarily a nervous tick but just a I am slightly uncomfortable um, she'll clear her throat um, look at Niles and say I think that's all the questions I have for this evening I'm sure there will be more another time but oh, absolutely when my driving lessons happen. But I believe your line of questioning ended at a very fortunate time because we are not alone anymore. Make a wits and immediately, Yeah, I immediately look around. I can math. You only need, you only need three. Okay, uh, well, I critted, so five, six. I can math. <laughs> Once again, you find yourself looking in the reflections of something. In this case, the reflection of Niles' glasses that he put on. And you see, coming from where the gate is, a very large gray wolf. 
with glowing red eyes. And it's padding closer and closer to you. Uh, immediately, my eyes would go a little wide. And then I would turn towards the wolf. It keeps walking towards you and eventually walks past you and around the back of the car. And when it runs, when it walks around the back, that's when Niles actually stops leading. And goes, did you find what you were looking for in Mexico? And then standing up with long hair, eyes still glowing, wearing a simple Henley, Henley shirt, uh, sleeve rolled up and black pants and boots. And you can see the eyes are still glowing and he's placing a pair of glasses on, a pair of squared rim glasses. And you can see when he places those that his hands have have permanent uh, clawed nails on them and his forearms are a bit hairy as well. Says, actually I did, yes. For once it wasn't a dead end. Niles, how kind of you to be here so early too and you brought a guest and he walks up to you. Hello. My I'll name hold is, my hand. yes, go ahead. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, I'll hold my hand out and say, Jay, Jay Cuth- Real. My name is Cuthbert Beckett. It's a pleasure to meet you. Can you say the name in not an accent? Cuth, actually, let me, let me make sure I'm saying it right, correctly. Not an accent. <laughs> I'm so, I like, okay, I can, there are words that are coming at your mouth, but. Yes, Cuth, Cuthbert. Cuth. Yes, C-U-T-H-B-E-R-T. Okay. Beckett. Cuthbert. Cuthbert is one name. Cuthbert Beckett. Okay. You may simply refer to me as Beckett. That's usually what everyone does. Is that your preference? Say that again. Is that your preference? Well. A name is a powerful thing. (laughs) I'm not a fey creature, so it doesn't hold as much power over me. But yes. Simply Beckett will do. Simply Beckett? And I'll smile. This is actually a first, Miles. A kindred that hasn't heard of me. Must be very young. So, shall we away? I don't believe I was followed, but I don't want to risk it. Um, I haven't heard of Cuthbert Beckett. He's basing this off. He's basing this purely off of your reaction just now. But I'm asking, have I heard of him? Make me. Let's see. Who would you have heard? You might have heard of him on occasion from cell so we 
because Cuthbert Beckett is also is one of the most famous Gengrel in canon Vampire the Masquerade. He is a canon character that has survived through all different writings. So make me a wits and a cult, please. Okay, well, I am glad that you said that because my mind immediately went towards werewolf. Um, a three out of six. Three is enough. Um, you've heard of, you've heard of, and you've heard Cell speak of him because Cell himself is a gang girl, and. You simply was spoke of the last time that someone saw Beckett in L.A. It was with the whole sarcophagus fiasco uh, where one of the princes got their asses blown up because someone put a bunch of dynamite in a, in a sarcophagus and Beckett was around trying to research it because he thought it would take it like would date back to some freaking artifact that he's always going on about the nod the nod bullshit and all that crap like he never it was mostly it's it's akin to like someone talking about a distant relative the last time they saw him but it was just like the interesting uncle was just like yeah 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 the last time he was around he was freaking he was over here doing like a weird research but he described him as an archaeologist essentially a kindred archaeologist um when he says that I'll go I have heard of you. I'm simply asking how you like to be referred to. Beckett will do. And I apologize for thinking that you were ignorant of my name. Water under the bridge. So, shall you be taking the front or the back seat? What's your preference? It's not my vehicle. Niles, make a decision, please. Jay, I believe you should take the back seat. For now. I'll still help you with I'll still help you with your harness. Without a word, I'll go to the back seat and wait like a little baby to be strapped in. <laughs> um you hear a brief, some brief murmurings between the two, and this is—he—he he did refer to Beckett as not a friend, but this is a very friendly encounter. Seemingly, there is no undertones of like, "Oh, we don't like each other." Like, how dare you? Oh, oh you called him this boon. Now I don't have to fucking deal with you, type thing. This is almost the equivalent of a friend picking someone up at the airport, except he just picked up his picked up a very famous gangrel at the border so that he didn't have to run all night as a wolf. I guess Jay just assumes that Niles doesn't really call anyone a friend. I mean, yeah. He has relatively low humanity, so yeah. Yeah, I don't think that Niles would call Jay a friend. Cat is the closest person to him the one that called you, but you don't know that. But above board, Cat is the person that is closest to him in terms of not just being someone that works for him. Um. Um, once you once uh, you hear the murmuring stop, Beckett gets in the uh, passenger seat. 
Niles reaches behind and helps you with your harness. He wouldn't do that from the back? This is so embarrassing. It's already embarrassing. Would I have would I have gleaned how to do it myself? I'll allow it. Okay. Then like before he reaches back, I will just be sitting there waiting, already done, semi proud of myself. Uh, she learns. Very good. Perhaps I'll put some haste on that driving lesson. I'll beam up at him. Beckett, do you need help? I don't need a harness, Niles. Just drive us. (laughs) Very well. From the the back, you'll hear, but is this one of these cars that will beep at you if you're not harnessed in? (laughs) That's far too new. And then he... he, he, uh, he turns, he turns the car over. You hear that, that, and he takes off. And you can see now that you're not in the drive, in the passenger seat, actively looking out. You can see the, the lights of the helicopter pick up and take off and trail behind you. So, Jay, how long have you known Mister Monroe here? Uh, just doesn't know. It hasn't um, been long. Not long enough. Yourself? Long enough. Long enough to have accrued a boon from to accrued a boon, which is a rare thing that he owes someone else. It's usually the other way around. I. I'm going to conceal my smile. Very well. I'm going to do a good job at that. Niles goes. Can I see what you found, or is it going to be simply squirreled away to your collection? Oh, Niles, you know you don't actually care. You're not a connoisseur, but here. And he brings out uh out of a side out of a satchel the these uh very old ancient looking pages uh it's and from the low even with the low light you can tell they're written in a language that you don't know like or one that you even recognize uh but being that it was in mexico maybe mayan or Incan, perhaps? Actually, I believe, no, Mayan is closer to Mexico. Incan is South America. Um, but even then, you don't speak Mayan. Uh, or read it. Yeah. Either or. And Niles, and Niles responds, You know, you get a lot of dead ends when you're looking for things that regard to your the Nautis principles. So, how long do you think it's going to be before they come after you for this, or were they already after you? And that's why you called it my boo. And you could see uh, Beckett smile in the 
in the rear view window you see those, those elongated fangs that have become permanent and you can see just the glow in his eye that is permanent well Niles the reason I called you is because you're very good at eliminating problems so if anyone were to be after me well you're the kindred I would call to eliminate said problem um I am going to take the gun and taser that are like stowed away in my pants and just place them on my lap <laughs> with my hands on each one during this conversation. Horrible. Beckett, please be forthcoming. Are we going to run into any issues tonight? I believe I managed to give them the slip. I don't deal well with cultists, but you know me, Niles. If there was a fight to be had, I'm not one to shy away from it. If anyone were there, they gave me a wide berth. But no one wants to dance with me. I'm fucking Fred Astaire. <laughs> um, am I gleaning any information from what these two are like going back and forth? You've with? heard not when he mentioned Nod. You've heard that name before. Have I just heard the name, or do I know anything? You, you've heard, uh. The, you've heard of the Book of Nod, which is essentially the Vampire Bible, which tells the story of how Cain was the first vampire, how he built one of the first vampire-ranch cities, the stories of uh, Antediluvians, which are the third generation of vampires, who, which is where the clans begin, is with the third generation. Uh, due to Cain cursing them for diabolizing the second uh, line. And he cursed them with all of their curses, which is where we get clan curses for, for, for how they behave. Because Cain was, in theory, the very first vampire, so he was the most powerful. He had all the powers of every single clan to be able to do that. But again, this is... In a world where everything is real, even this seems far-fetched to others. If they're not the type to be to go like, I am a I am a nodist. I believe this to a T. This is my religion type deal. Uh, and it seems as though Beckett himself is not a nodist, uh, but more so a researcher of it. Oh, wait, no, I'm looking. No, he is a famous nodist. Uh, that's my bad. He is a nodist. But it doesn't seem he's a zealot of it. I will, in the back, like a fucking goober, kind of just nod along, like half understanding what they're talking about. And while they're going back and forth, they both kind of quiet. 
as they re- as they both remember that there is a passenger in the back seat. And Beckett turns to you, his eyes glowing. When he does that, I'll hold up a hand and say, don't stop on my account, boys. My apologies. Uh, whenever I get to what some call my obsession, I tend to allow the world to disappear around me for a bit. So, Jay, are you here as a favor to him, or do you work with or for him? Are you a coterie? I'm using the wrong voice. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine Um, that I did that in Beckett's voice, the British accent, and not Niles' voice. Yeah, you've been (laughs) going back and forth. Um... I'd actually love to hear Niles's take on that. Oh, I would love to hear his take on it as well. Niles. I find her interesting. Her company does not upset me. There you have it. I'm interesting and non-upsetting. But what will be upsetting is if we are ambushed because you didn't give me all the information, Beckett. Niles, I've given you all the information. Again, not my first rodeo. I was at the first rodeo. Can I make a wits and awareness to just like see if we're being followed. Yes, go right ahead. Thanks. Five. Seems clear. Just the just the occasional blinking light of the helicopter that's flying above, keeping an eye out. You get a feeling if someone that's the second pair of eyes on the road just in case there was someone following Alex has a wider view of everything I will not say anything just in case I'm wrong I don't want to be that person eventually you come back to that the private airfield uh, that you took off from uh Niles parks back inside the uh, the hangar. Uh, well, if we were going to be followed, they would have probably done so by now. So let's get to the second part of our little trip. Once he parks, when he and what he says, second part of our little trip. Let me make a wits and awareness for Niles. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ in a good way, right? I would never say that. 
he says uh, what he says. Let's get to the second part of this little trip. And as the helicopter's landing, you see him straighten up a little bit. And then he takes off his glasses and he looks directly at, at Beckett and goes, Well, it looks like you're going to be able to dance. And coming from an access road the opposite of where you just came, you see a limo pulling up. Who did you upset in Mexico? Beckett. I swear, I made all the necessary introductions to the Camarilla there. <sighs> well, this is going to get very interesting, Jay. Stand behind me, please. Without a word, I will stand behind him. Out of this limo. You see two very large gentlemen, like ridiculously large, like bordering on NBA players in the 90s large, like back when big men were actually big men, like Shaq size. And then stepping out of the car is a very old lady wearing no! pearls, diamonds, High gloves, fur. She goes, hmm. Mr. Beckett, it would appear that you have found something on my side of the fence and did not lean to show it to me before your departure. Am I to take this as disrespect, Mr. Beckett? Oh, here it is. I made my introductions. I told you what I was doing. At no point did I ever say that I was going to share my findings. My findings are my own. Mr. Beckett, you are aware that I run Mexico. Yes, you run Mexico, but we are no longer in Mexico, so your power does not extend here. So I find it quite, quite laughable that you think that following or waiting, whichever you did, matters at all. And how about you, sir? Do you believe that it is laughable that I am here requesting to see what Mr. Beckett has found? Niles looks at Beckett. <sighs> My boo. Ode to him. He called it in. And now I'll make sure that he is safe. And what he found is safe. And he's correct. 
your power does not extend beyond Mexico, as far as those of a prince. Now, Firenza, you know Beckett. You know that starting a fight with him would not end well. You don't apparently know me. My name is Niles Monroe. And I can tell you 100% there wouldn't be a fight with me. It would just be eradication. So take your men. Go back to your haven. So that we can all continue doing business unscathed. I'd prefer it that way. But I will kill everyone here, if need be. Mr. Monroe, your reputation does precede you, and your words are not unwise. Mr. Beckett, the next time you find yourself in Mexico, you best make sure you do not cross my path again, unless you have something very interesting to trade for my happiness. Let's go. How well do you hide yourself? Um, I mean, I am a well small enough, well M. enough, well enough that you have to roll for it. Uh, I mean, as soon as I hear her voice and understand who is speaking and what she has asked of me in the past, yes, I do roll for it. Give me your decks and stuff then. Above table, because you were hiding behind, you were behind him. I feel like she just kind of was ignoring you as just like I don't care what who that is. Okay. I'm going to roll. I don't care who that is, but I will roll just a generic. Okay, against my three. Yes, against your three. I'm gonna call it a. I'm gonna call it five dice for her, because I do not have a character sheet for Fiorenza. Tie goes to you. So she doesn't notice me, or she just ignores she me? Don't, she ignores me. Excellent. Hell yeah. That is perfect. I ignore her back. They both, Firenza and her two very large goons, retreat back inside of this uh, limousine. I lost a word for it because I was going to describe it as garish. But this limousine, which if you if you do anything about them, it's definitely 100% bulletproof. Um, it circles back around and takes the road back, the going to the main road to the border to cross over. For my records, because I'm yes. stupid and didn't write it down, she wanted me to sell out Cell, not Veronica, right? 
Yes. So. Okay. Yeah. She, she was, was calling on that. Sold her ass out to Veronica so fucking fast. Spirenza is a Ventru, relatively new. Like she's she she is an old woman, but she got turned recently. But her rise to power, the the contact she had, just that she gained throughout her life, uh, helped her gain the power that she has in her unlife now to the point where she is the prince of Mexico City uh, for the Camarilla. Oh, yeah. And, I, and it is very much impressed upon you that Niles managed to talk down the prince of Mexico City without having to kill a single person just from his own reputation. And this is coming from and I will say this, the few stories you've heard about Cuthbert Beckett, he could have probably killed everyone there as well. He is not, he is not young. He is a seventh generation gangrel uh, from an addition back where if you frenzied, you got a permanent thing that stayed on you, which is why his eyes are always glowing. And his claws are always out. His fangs are always out. Uh, let me see. When was he turned? It actually, uh, he was born in the late 1600s. He was embraced in 1704. Supposedly. So around the same timeline as Cell. Give or take. But. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. We're, they're, they're, they're old. They're old around here. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Old, these are old boys. Uh, the helicopter lands after this little tete-a-tete. It seemed to be hovering over when it saw, when Alex noticed the limousine. And as it's landing, Niles turns to Beckett. That's probably going to come back to bite me in the ass down the line. So when I call upon you, you better be ready, because now you owe me a boot. Beckett kind of punches him in the chest a little bit, like not not like hard. Playfully? Yeah, like a playful punch to the chest. What's a boon between old friends? How is the Sita? Oh, she's around. How do you think I got into Mexico? <laughs> you I'm going to give an yes. inquisitive look to Niles. I'm not going to say anything. But what is this what is it uh what caused the inquisitive look for me the storyteller? Um the first being old friends. The second being how do you think I got into Mexico anyway? The, the name that I did not catch. Uh, Lucita. Lucita. Um, if you would like, you can make another wits and occult. I would love that. Lay it on. Um. Cube. You, you, I'll let not much, 
you've heard the name uh in in past conversations again usually with cell because he's been around for so long he's met or at least has more knowledge about uh more famous kindred um and lucita is an occasional traveling companion of of beckett uh she is also a lasombra and she is also of the same generation seven but she is of beckett or of niles traveling companion of beckett okay but she is also lasombra so that okay. is how niles knows but she is also incredibly old and she's actually not she's that she's like she's from spain she was turned in 1190 jesus christ yes as of 2000 in 2014 she was 844 so now she is 853 853 in 2023 yeah jesus okay but she is uh in in passing cell goes like yeah usually when beckett's around lucita's somewhere near as well they always travel together or they've been known they're very friendly but that just that just a random conversation you didn't know more than that the info i was giving you was above board like you just know lucita travels with beckett la sombra okay and then he when he goes well how do you think i got into mexico in the first place she has so many contacts she's well she's incredible Yes, yes, I'm sure she is. Shall we go? I'm sick of sitting around here. Eventually, one of the uh, lupines might come across us. Let's get in the damn plane. Or, excuse me, helicopter. I am making my way into it already. I am strapping myself in. I am putting on my headset. They follow suit, do all of this, and then you take off back for San Diego proper. Uh, do you have Do you have any questions on the way? Yes, um, I have not been taking notes because I have been engaged. <laughs> um, the The Bible of Kindred, the Kindred Bible, the Book of um, Nod. The Book of Nod, thank you. Um, I will turn towards Beckett and say, what are we, what are we researching with the Book of Nod? Have you ever, you know the look of a person that's about to, that you just mentioned, like their obsession and now they, they gotta go into it. Like they just, like they're, he's about to do a lore drop. He's... You mean anytime Fangang ends and you drop? Shut up. <laughs> yes, I know the look. I, I am a collector. I've been collecting for the majority of my life. Anything that has to do with the Book of Nod or Nod's culture, I'm interested in. Um, basically, all the research so I can 
figure out what's true and what's not. It's all here. It's all ancient, as we are ancient. But the things that date back to the beginning, I want to find all of that. I want to know. I need to know. Tell me, Beckett, what was the truth that surprised you the most? Truth is subjective. But the thing that surprised me, well, there was that time that someone tried to kill me in World War II when I got a book. That was surprising. I turned her. She did not like that. But what's more surprising to me in my pursuit of knowledge is the willingness of others to subdue said knowledge and keep it secret for themselves. I have no meaning to keep it secret. If someone were to ask me, I'd simply give it to them. But certain things simply uh, for me to find and I need to find them because no one else will wouldn't the act of only telling folks once they've asked you be secret at keeping for the time being in itself everyone knows what I'm looking for There is no secret there. And all the information that is out there, if they are interested, they can always look for it just as I have. I have come across many dead ends, finding ancient Sumerian texts that had nothing to do with what I wanted and selling it off to museums or what have you. It's all about the journey and the knowledge I gain. I'll nod at him. What does the second leg of tonight's trip look like? Uh, you're going straight back to where you began. Uh, the San Diego airport. After avoiding, with, with the avoidance of a fight at the at the uh, border there. Bless up. But also Niles essentially threatening a woman who had enough power to affect things in San Diego from Mexico. Uh, but he doesn't seem too he's not too uh, miffed about it. You get the feeling that Niles has to do that type of shit a lot. He's better than me. Uh, eventually, you do land back at the same helipad. Uh, and there are two vehicles waiting. One with a driver. And one is an older vehicle. The same one that uh, Niles drove you and Bianca in on the previous night. Okay. Beckett. Tell that driver wherever it is you need to go. 
And if you do need me again, you know how to contact me. Until that time, try not to piss off any more princes. Or barons, for that matter. Oh, Niles, you know me. I'm only looking for knowledge. Can't upset anyone with knowledge, now could I? <laughs> oh, I hope this drive is ready for the long haul. I have business in L.A. Uh, he's paid for the... He's paid. It's fine. I have a place that he can stop at there anyway, so... Have at it. Uh, Beckett uh, bids you adieu with a slight with a slight nod and walks over to the vehicle and it drives away. I think I just nod and say Beckett. Mystery. And then he gets the Yeah, he gets into the vehicle. Niles looks at you. That actually took less time than, than I thought it was going to. So. I'm gonna eye the car. Look at Niles. He tosses you the keys. I snatch him out of the air and get into the driver's seat, buckle myself in. Is this a shift stick car? Is it a is it a manual? <laughs> yep, I'm a car guy. <laughs> uh, let me actually look this up off the top of my head. I can't remember. Um, is this is Niles how I get my third dot in drive? Second dot in drive. <laughs> Woof. Let me make sure. I believe this is. I believe uh, this is an automatic. Oh, thank God. It can be switched. It, it's the type of car that can be switched, but this is an automatic itself. Okay. Because uh, this was more of a town car ish that has a bit of aftermarket soup ups kind of like the car it's the same exact car that triple that vin diesel drives in triple x the first one it's that exact same car that he drives that yeah yeah this is for the people at home i'm not gonna bother going into it for, with you but it's a GT, it's a gto uh he gets inside with you goes don't crash this car Oh, you'll have me to deal with. I will turn towards him, like kind of flick my pointer finger and say, yes. And then 10 and two, I turn that bad boy on. Well, your first lesson, not getting distracted while you're driving. I'm Go. distracted. Oh. And I just 
takeoff. And that's where we're going to end for the night. <laughs> and I will say, this is the first of a, of a few, this is the first lesson, so you don't get the dot yet. Understandable. You'll have, you'll have to return. And get oh it no, I'll have to spend more time with Niles. Jesus Christ. D rats. <laughs> this is a weird crush that Jay has. <laughs> it's like it's I don't even know if it's 100% a crush. Like there's so much that she can learn. Like this is it's half crush and half like this is really cool and half like why is one of the scariest vampires in San Diego, like, why does he think I'm neat and interesting? Like, there's a lot going on. Yes, and after we finish recording, I'll tell you a lot of the questions that you could have asked but didn't. But anyway, thanks for listening, kindred lovers, to another wonderful episode of Game Podcast Chronicle San Diego by Night. I have been your storyteller, Daryl. I use he, him pronouns. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mr. Underscore Daryl Dorsey. You can also find me on Blue Sky at Daryl Dorsey. You can find me on Twitch at Daryl Sucks at Gaming. That is suck spelled S-U-X. You can find me doing a lot of things on the internet. Way too many to talk about. And it's a lot of mouthful, so if you want the updates just look for them on the twitters and the instagrams and the twitches all the places i just mentioned because that's well i'll update it all i'll then shoot it over to jess Hi, as they me. drop their dice as loud as can be uh i'm jess and i play jay and you can find me on the internet at just the human um, on most places, to be honest, that's Jess with one S. It's Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, Blue Sky, Hive. Yeah, uh, I, dro I dropped off very quickly. <laughs> yeah, um, I do stuff like write silly things for the DMs Guild and silly games like Uncaging Nicholas and Hot Dog Princess on Itch and I do monthly TTRPG charity streams uh, so if any of that sounds cool go to my Twitter because that's my main hub uh, I'll pass it over to Mana who's not here right now but they play Talia uh, and you can find Mana on the internet at Mana underscore Lorian in most places uh, and now I'll pass it over to Bran you can find him on one place on the internet. He has two. <laughs> Voice he actually has, yeah, yeah, he has two Twitters. There's Spirit of the Wild, which is his company, and then there's Voice of Brand, which is his personal. Yes. If you like all natural burning candles that can come in the shape of a D20, in the shape of a pillar, in the shape of a skull, you should check out his candle company, which is Spirit of the Wilds. Back think, to you, Daryl. I think that's going to do it for us. We we managed to tag everyone's business or, or Instagram handle uh, or Twitter handle. And once again, thank you all for listening. And until next time, peace out. Bye.